Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. A bilateral blowout tonight for the San Francisco 49ers. They defeat the Miami Dolphins 33-17. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett with you, taking you all the way up until 8 o'clock. We are taking your calls, 888-957-9570. Also the number for the Xfinity Mobile text line. And it is because of the duality of this game that we are glad to be on radio because on one hand, you have the biggest win of the season. A thrashing of Miami at home, your fifth straight win but it is the ultimate loss on the other side because Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with 11.22 left in the first quarter. He is ruled out, breaks his foot. He is done for the season, according to Kyle Shanahan. Sterling, how are you feeling right now? That may have been the longest drive to the station I've had in a while. There were so many thoughts going through my head of, yeah, we won, but what's next? And Brock Purdy played really good today. So many guts on the field. He he had some cojones going out there, being really unprepared to play. And he balled out, in my opinion, 25 for 37, 210 yards. He looked pretty good on third downs in this game. He, he was one of the driving forces in this win for San Francisco. And enough can't be said for his performance. But I'm a big picture kind of guy. And I don't want to play doom and gloom because Brock Purdy was pretty good in this game. And again, he had some guts. But without Jimmy Garoppolo, my my heart's kind of conflicted of where does this put this Niners team right now? And I don't know where they place now in the NFC with a bigger question at quarterback. And despite the great defensive performance, are they tops in the NFC? I just can't put them up there just yet now because I don't know who Brock Purdy is. No, that, that's a good point. We're going to break all this down over the next couple of hours. Again, taking you up until 8 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett with you. This this is what 49ers fans are going through right now. And it is because, unfortunately, of the injuries that have followed and now, honestly, just kind of become synonymous with the Kyle Shanahan era, specifically at the quarterback <laughs> position. Yeah. But also, to key in on Jimmy Garoppolo, synonymous with his career. And it's unfortunate, Sterling, because this morning, before games kicked off, there was a report by Ian Rappaport and a story that, to me, encapsulated where the narrative of Jimmy Garoppolo is and was potentially heading. And that is, the 49ers would be open 
to having Jimmy Garoppolo back in 2023, and Jimmy Garoppolo it would be receptive to coming back in 2023. I don't necessarily think that's a bold take. It makes made sense based on where things were progressing. But now, after all of the last month and a half, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing his best football. There's a chance he could be back next season. There's a chance he might even be the starter next season. There's a chance that the, the Niners could win the Super Bowl. All of that comes to a screeching halt in the first quarter when he goes down with that foot injury. And as much as I do want to give credit, and we will certainly do that throughout this show, to the 49ers for overcoming that, and again, their biggest win of the year, you cannot, you will not remember this game and what it potentially means without Jimmy Garoppolo being hurt. We may look back at this game and say, this is where San Francisco's season ended despite this being the biggest win of the season. This may be the turning point, because when Trey Lance got hurt, there was this talk of, maybe they're better now with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just cannot say that with Brock Purdy, despite the win. Again, he showed some really nice stuff today. He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. Again, maybe not the reward. Early Brett Favre. Right, right. Falcons Brett Favre. (laughs) But there is some risk, and he does... He's unafraid to play quarterback, unafraid to take hits, and that's exactly what you want from the backup quarterback. He threw the ball 37 times today. 37. Kyle Shanahan usually never wants quarterbacks doing so. And the last time this conversation happened with Jimmy Garoppolo in a backup quarterback and some fans now saying that Kyle Shanahan might be more comfortable throwing deep or having this quarterback throw is Nick Mullins in 2020 in Seattle when Garoppolo got hurt in that game with his ankle. Same thing happened today. And again, you have to give credit where credit's due. Brock Purdy, really good. Kyle Shanahan called a great game, I think. There were some plays where you're like, hey, Kyle, what are you doing? But I think ultimately, I think this was a great game for Kyle Shanahan. His back was against the wall. He could have phoned this thing in, mailed it in, and said, my quarterback's done. Look, we, we got no chance. What do you do? He tightened things up. The screws got tighter. They went out there, they fought, and they dogged their way to a win. They did. And look, I mean, at face value, this might be the best offensive performance this season from the 49ers, considering the situation and especially considering all that happened at the beginning of the football game. And I'm glad that you brought up Shanahan because I do think this is his best regular season win in his career. Considering wow. all of uh, all everything coming in with Mike McDaniel, with the Miami Dolphins, with their prolific high power passing attack, and of course D'Amico Ryan's in that defense. I'm giving that's an extension of Shanahan to me, but with the way that he called this game, I do think that it is as impressive as any win he has had in the regular season before, and I do think that as much as look. People are going to maybe have some uh, some revisionist history when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo throughout this week and in the ensuing weeks because of what they think he is or what they think he isn't. But for today, Kyle Shanahan, along with Brock Purdy, and especially Christian McCaffrey and then Debo Samuel down the stretch of that game, and of course with the defense, put their team on their back. My point is... The reason why we're not talking about this game as being a soul-crushing, I'm done with this season, it's all over, is because of what you just mentioned. Because Kyle Shanahan is still there and is still apparently in his bag even when he's facing col- colossal, a calamitous type of condition. And let's be clear here. 
there were decisions in this game where I think many fans, including myself, said, Kyle, you need four yards and you're taking a shot downfield. Why? But 90% of the time in this game, and I do want to give credit because, again, San Francisco, the defense, the offense, we see it plenty of times. When a quarterback goes down, when Trey Lance got hurt, this team showed they have the right stuff to fight back to not let that affect them. When Jimmy Garoppolo went down, knowing they have an even more unproven commodity behind him in Brock Purdy, who the only time he's played starting quarterback in the NFL was garbage time against the Chiefs, and it wasn't that Purdy, no pun intended, actually pun intended. It wasn't great. And I enough credit cannot be given to this team because they could have packed it in. The defense could have not made that next stop on a third and out. They were, they were losing the game they, when Brock Purdy came in. They mentally could have checked out. Their mind could have been in that x-ray room, in that locker room, saying, we're praying for Jimmy Garoppolo. And what'd they do? No, we're going to win this game for Jimmy. Win this game to keep our playoff hopes alive. Seattle won today. You're still one game ahead. They needed this game to keep ahead in the NFC West, to not be tied with Seattle two games out from a big playoff game in Seattle on Thursday in two weeks. What'd they do? They made a statement today that despite the adversity, despite... Everything going wrong. Trey Lance getting hurt. Mosley getting hurt. Armstead now coming back. Debo almost didn't play today. Now Brock Purdy's in. They got the W. And you know, great teams do that. Teams that are built for adversity do that. And that goes to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They have built an organization that is headstrong to the end. And when I'm looking at the 49ers, both in this game as well as the beginning of this second half of the season... They have been a second-half team. And a lot of that can change, obviously, with your starting quarterback going down. And from the reports that, that came out, look, it's, it's going to be a season-ending foot injury for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be done. The team apparently said their you know, goodbyes at, at halftime, evidently, because Jimmy Garoppolo was not there at the tail end of the game. He had already left the facility. He had already gotten the news, I'm, I'm sure, because, look, originally it was, it was ruled an ankle injury, questionable to return, but we saw him carted off, then it got ruled a foot. We're hearing Liz Frank, we, we're not sure. It's not good. And you're right, the 49ers could have folded. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop short of they needed this game. I think it was a bigger game for San Francisco than Miami at face value, just because of, to me, the 49ers up until this point, I, I know they're good, but I don't know how good. Exactly. And today they showed, look, they can play with a top three team, a top three offense in the NFL. Their defense, to me, I was, I'm, I'm obviously not going to put them in historical categories, but they're closer to that yeah. conversation now than they were before today, certainly. Back to the second half, Sterling. The last five games, they have outscored their opponents 70-7. to It does not matter who's been in front of them. And that's another important reason why this game was big, because this was felt to be kind of like the first legitimate team with a chance and with an offense that you might see in the postseason against a quarterback who's been absolutely killing it. He came in and threw the first half 193 passes without a pick. He threw two on back-to-back passes. That's how good this defense was. That's how prepared this defense was. And that's how resilient this football team is, to your point. But it's not just that, because the first play of the game, one pass, 75 yards, touchdown. Backs against the wall, you're down 7 nothing. you got smacked in the mouth. How do you respond? Oh, 
Your quarterback breaks his foot. Done for the year. You have two maybe catastrophic things, huge, impactful things happen to your team. You're down 7 nothing. quarterback's done. How do you respond? Oh, you fight back until you win the game by over tw- almost 20 points, 16 points, 33-17. to 17. You pick off one of the best quarterbacks in football this year twice. Actually, well, three total picks at the end of the game. But, yeah. but again, you... I could even say San Francisco's defense, despite being up by six points late in the game, they dominated one of the best offenses in football. And this was retribution for that Chiefs game, where, look, when that when that first touchdown pass happened, I said, uh-oh, I've seen this story before. And thankfully, there was chapters in this book, and that last page said, finito, Niners win. And, and, and I also, look, even though it was... A heck of a first play by the Miami Dolphins and Trent Sherfield revenge game, whatever you want to call it, was was on its way. One play, seventy five yards. It's funny because it isn't like the Forty ers haven't been there before. Now right. I know it wasn't a one strike. You're down six immediately to one of the best offenses in football. But even last week against the Saints, I know the pitch is shutout, but the first drive, they, first half, they look like the Saints were moving the ball. I mean, there were some big plays that the Saints did not capitalize on. There were some big, deep drops. Obviously, there was a challenge uh, that overturned a Chris Olave catch that would have been a deep ball early in the game against the Chargers. They give up a deep shot early to DeAndre Carter. They go down 7 nothing early. I mean, the, the Cardinals moved the ball on them the first two drives of the football game in Mexico City. We don't remember that because they killed them the rest of the way. But that's also kind of... Where I'm going with this, like just because the 49ers have an off-script beginning to their game doesn't mean that they can't now get back on script. And that was a question for Kyle Shanahan. That was not necessarily a question for the defense, but I think people were wondering after the Chiefs game where they go from here. The 49ers, like... They are, they have gotten off the canvas multiple times this year, and I don't know if they've done it more so than a game like this. Sometimes it feels like the abstract art where they're just throwing, you know, paint on the page and hoping it sticks and makes them pretty. And many times this year, that, that Denver game comes to mind where it doesn't come out pretty. But more times than not, they've been throwing paint on a canvas and it's come out looking like a beautiful, picture of whatever you want to call it starry night by kyle shanahan that's what's been because again in this game san francisco looked at the dolphins and said we don't care what you got tyreek hill to attack of iloa it doesn't matter it doesn't care what your record says mike mcdaniel does not matter what you throw at us we're gonna punch back and punch back harder i mean fred warner and dre greenlaw said we're gonna man this defense and will this defense to a win because the linebacking core of this team, to me, is the heart of the defense. Yes, Nick Bosa was great today. Three sacks, a big strip sack, led to a touchdown by Dre Greenlaw. But there was a point in this game where they needed a stop. And who came through? Drake Jackson and Dre Greenlaw forcing Mike Kosecki to drop the football on fourth down. And it's that stuff right there where they have invested in players like Warner and Greenlaw, eventually Nick Bosa, to be the, the the strongholds of this roster. When things aren't going right offensively, which they weren't for a portion of this game, they have those players in the correct places at the right time to keep them in the game. But in this game, they were the difference in the game and help them get that win. 
And we're going to continue to talk about how good the defense was today, how good they've been, and how good they can continue to be with a rookie, you know, first year quarterback. By the way, Mr. Irrelevant has never thrown a pass in a game before Brock Purdy. Like, it does not happen. Now, he is now Mr. Relevant to the 49ers because they will need him to be good. But, of course, the story of today's game, despite the 33-17 to victory for the San Francisco 49ers, is that the 49ers have lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the season with a foot injury. Here's what his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, had to say after the game. Just hearing it, it's pretty crushing. We know what Jimmy's been through, how hard he's worked at this. I got that news a little in the second quarter, so it was a little different for me, even just how happy we were with that game. That was a really cool game, just as a team, and all the stuff that went on throughout the game, and just be able to overcome some things, and it was so, such a special win. But definite mixed emotions hearing about Jimmy. I told the guys right after the game, and so I know that gave them some mixed emotions fast, too, but it was a hell of a job by Brock coming in, stepping it up. He did a real good job today, and we're going to be ready to do our best to overcome this. How are you feeling after hearing that? After hearing that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be done for the year? We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's also the number for the Xfinity Mobile text line. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett with you here up until 8 o'clock. To me, when I hear that, I think that the injury spoils two things for me, Sterling. It spoils all the hard work that Jimmy Garoppolo has put in both literally to you know get, come back from the injuries that he suffered before, as well as the injuries he fought through this last offseason, which in all likelihood probably kept him in San Francisco. But it's also spoiled, I think, the lasting imprint in people's minds of Jimmy Garoppolo, because the one thing that he hadn't done was obviously win the big one that surrounded him since the you know missed throw to Emmanuel Sanders or you know the blown attempt or whatever you want to call it, like whatever that is for you for a fan out there that is largely what sticks in your mind when you think of Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he is technically he's forty two and nineteen now because he was the starting quarterback today so go. he gets the win, <laughs> but it spoils. I think all the work that he had done this year of turning himself into the ultimate insurance policy, of turning himself into the, 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 the conversation where people are wondering if he's good again or not, or if he's great, or if he's a guy who can help you win because he was playing his best football, that's the first part of that that, that, that this spoils for me. The second part that it spoils, and as much as I love Brock Purdy's resilience and what he showed today... I cannot take the San Francisco 49ers seriously as a Super Bowl contender without their starting quarterback. I know they lost one before. To me, that's a different set of circumstances with Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo made this football team better when he became the starting quarterback. He is not anymore. And as much as I wish Brock Purdy success, as much as I hope the 49ers can make a deep playoff run like they did last year, I do not see it. And that's the other part of what the injury spoils for me. Taking it from the big picture point of view, with Brock Purdy at the helm, do I think San Francisco can win a Super Bowl? Probably not. He ain't Mahomes, he ain't Burrow, he ain't whatever. But Neither was Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm not saying I'm picking Brock Purdy to go do that. I'm just saying that it's not like San Francisco had one of those elite quarterbacks to get them to where they wanted to be and needed to be under the Shanahan and John Lynch regime. Now, do I think they can beat Tom Brady next week? Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Do I think they can win the division still? Yeah, I do. That defense is too good to not be able to beat Seattle 
who was actually having a great year this year, but Washington, the Cardinals again, like I, again, I don't want to be Mr. Negative as a 925 points out. Well, no, but, but seriously, I want but, to hear from the 925. Like, what there's are you optimistic about? There's a difference in being negative and realistic. Look, San Francisco season might be over today, but let's be honest here. Uh, it ain't over till Week 18 happens, and by then I think they'll be a playoff team still, and they can play spoiler. Now, the big question is we do not know who or what Brock Purdy is. One good game off of or, or against a defense that didn't know you were going to play. Like, you give Tom Brady and that Bucks defense who has a championship ring that has good personnel despite being banged up offensively, give them a week to prep for Brock Purdy, the story might be different. Give Pete Carroll two weeks. The story might be different, but today, you won. Today is all that matters right now. Because in five weeks, you might be 10-7. and seven. And guess what? You're in the tournament, and that's all that matters, and I do think they can get there. But when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think today changes at least how I feel about him. And you know how I feel about him, Evan. We talked plenty of times where I thought he was a good enough quarterback to get you to a championship. You're going to be dreaming of him tonight. I almost cried. <laughs> but no, seriously. He's not lying, folks. Like, I was in the car and I was just like, man, like, my my heart hurt for him because of what he's been through as a player. Now, you never want anyone to get hurt, whether it's Trey Lance or the guy, Tua got hurt tonight, hope he's okay. But when you see a player like Jimmy Garoppolo, who this organization has invested plenty of money in, plenty of time in, the team genuinely finds him or or considers him a brother. Brock Purdy tonight, he's a brother to me. When someone like that goes down, not going to play again, that can either be the tipping point of your season one way or the other. And I do think that this organization has what it takes to fight through this, but that doesn't change what they lost. They lost a leader today who will hopefully still be around, likely will still be around depending on how serious the injury is. Three lances, yeah. Exactly. But this doesn't change how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I saw 2019, I saw 2021. And those memories still exist. I still think he's a good quarterback. Now, does he have injury concerns? Heck yeah, he does. But he had those coming into this year anyways. And there are certain fans who were like, it's only a matter of time. And I think that's kind of a low blow. But I can't fault you for saying he's been hurt a lot (laughs) since he's been here. And now it's Brock Purdy's turn to show us what he's got. Yeah, and, and that's that's where we want to go next, all right? What does Brock Purdy have, especially with the number one defense in the NFL, with still a quality set of playmakers around him that he can rely on, that he had to rely on today, that helped the 49ers blow out the Miami Dolphins at home 33-17. to The guys that he is now 8-4 and with atop the NFC West. Again, to the nine, to the 925's point, There is maybe a negative narrative sometimes surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo and injury. That is true. But there's also still a lot to love about this football team that can help create some of those memories that Sterling is talking about that still stick with him to this day. If you have any thoughts on the game, how do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo going down? How do you feel about where the 49ers are at at 8-4 and four in the driver's seat in the NFC West? We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's also the number for the Xfinity Mobile text line. It's Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. We'll be right back after this with more on Niners' double overtime here on 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett taking you up until 8 o'clock, talking about the 49ers' win over the Miami Dolphins today. They are now 8-4 and four after a 33-17 shellacking of the Finns, but they do lose their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to a season-ending foot injury he sustained in the first quarter. Uh, Want to Definitely get some interaction here. What are your thoughts about the game, the injury, what's to come for the 49ers? 888-957-9570 from the 707 on the Xfinity Mobile text line. I'm worried but not scared on what's to come. Give him, I'm assuming Brock Purdy, uh, not Hemi Garoppolo, a couple of weeks. And playbook should be bigger for Brock Purdy. That's Remy and Vallejo. We appreciate you. Um hmm. I mean, I do think the playbook should get bigger. I mean, Brock Purdy is playing pretty much with backups uh, for the most part in practice. Yeah, bigger for him, not bigger the team. Him. It's going to be the same playbook, guys. It's not changing. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We got uh, we got a couple people lining up the phone calls. Fire them up, please. We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570 here on 95.7 The Game. Up first, OG in Seattle. 49ers, I think the sentiment that a lot of people are feeling right now, OG, a great win, maybe the best win of the season. I went as far as to say the best regular season win in the Shanahan tenure, but, of course, a tough loss with Jimmy G. OG, what's going on? How you feeling? Hey, guys. Good to, good to be here. I totally agree with you. This was Kyle's best game. He coached brilliantly. It was just uh, the challenges, uh, the game plan, everything was fantastic. Uh, Jimmy goes going down is very devastating. Uh, you know, I think everybody has to be hurt by that. Um, and, and that being said, I think Kyle needs to very proactively address his offensive line. Uh, Brendel and McGlinchey have been getting beat all year, and they were uh, they have not been good the last two weeks. And I feel like uh, the the 49ers quarterback health is in jeopardy because they don't have the right personnel in there at O line. 
Um, uh, if they make those changes, you know, I, I like Purdy. He's a good game manager. He was very successful uh, in college. He's smart. He, he has mobility. Uh, you know, I, I want to give him a chance. I, I just feel like if they don't put too much on his shoulders, you know, with the, the way the defense is playing, uh, sky's still the limit for the 49ers. Thanks. Appreciate you, OG from Seattle. Touching on a point there that actually you brought up during the commercial break, Sterling, which is although Brock Purdy was – you know, the last pick of the NFL draft, seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant, all that good stuff. Uh, he was at one point at Iowa State, you know, supposed to be potentially a first round talent. So there is stuff that I do want to gri- give Brock Purdy credit for and also give Brian Greasy credit for his quarterback's coach to get him ready for this moment. Yeah. Bro- Brock Purdy in 2019, when he was at Iowa State, 27 touchdowns, 19 picks. Pretty good. Almost 4,000 yards passing. He was supposed to be a top quarterback prospect. Got hurt, went back to college, things fell apart. So it's not like they're relying on, albeit the nickname Mr. Irrelevant, he's not a nobody. He is someone that at some point in his time, that being three years ago, he was heralded as he might be a top pick in the 2020-2021 NFL draft. And obviously things didn't go his way, but it's not like the physical traits aren't there. And I do think that fans saw that today, that with extended playtime, he can show that he can hang in the NFL. He has the ability to hang amongst one of the best, maybe, defenses in football, maybe. At least one of the best teams in football. A team that, if you don't want to call them the best, they know what you're running. They run the exact same thing you are. They, Mm -hmm. They were there last year with you in San Francisco. So, I just don't... While I understand fans maybe saying that I like Brock Purdy... I like him too. My big question is, I don't know how or how far that takes you. And whenever there is an unknown, that was one of the big knocks on moving on to Trey Lance. Of You don't know what he's going to look like, and you have to find out. Now, with Brock Purdy, you have no other option. You have to find out what he's going to be, and you hope, you hope that might be better than what you had. Yeah, no, that, that's really all you can ask for, right? Is for Brock Purdy to play and manage football games for this defense that for not the last five games, so six weeks including the bye, has established itself and and has done so even earlier than that as the number one defense in the NFL. This is maybe where, for those who want to put them in historic conversations, well, look, if they really are that that kind of defense then I'm willing to sign with with the optimistic fans. Then you do have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Like, if they are really that good, then you do have a chance to make a deep run. My question is, with modern-day offenses putting up the amount of points that they do, we saw the Niners be able to stop one of those prolific passing attacks of the Miami Dolphins, but they were also missing both of their tackles. They were also not on the same page in the first half. And that is a lot of big plays. They missed a lot of big plays. I think that's also a credit to D'Amico Ryans and that defense because to me, Sterling, you know, I know we're talking about Brock Purdy, but, but the defense, like, they just took every number one option away for the majority of the game after that first deep play that went 75 yards for a score. D'Amico Ryans and the defense honed in onto and made him uncomfortable to a point where at one point he was like 9 for 21 passing the football. Can I ask you a question? Because, well, we got about an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have time. Sometime between now and then. <laughs> if I told you that this is San Francisco, Niners defense's best opportunity to 
not only propel their defense into maybe one of the greatest of all time, but to me, this reverts back in my brain to 2000. You want to talk about one of the best defenses of all time? That Ravens team. They won with Trent Dilfer. Could Brock Purdy, and against it's a long road, could this be their Trent Dilfer? Of a guy who ain't supposed to be there, took over for a quarterback that got hurt, came over middle of the season, you know, took over, and, and just was not really a write-off of who the heck is Trent Dilfer? Who the heck is Brock Purdy? Mr. Irrelevant, who the heck is that guy? Is this their chance to show the world that, hey, in this NFL, you can win via the defense? I think this could be their chance. Who knows if, they ha- if it actually happens, but this could be the opportunity to kind of buck the trend of great offenses win Super Bowls. Well, how about it's a mediocre offense and a really, really, really historically great defense? It's funny you brought up the name Trent Dilfer because... I think there is a name out there that a lot of people, if you're really being optimistic, yeah. and I do not, but also kind of want this to get aggregated, what I'm about to say, if you're really looking for an example of a late-round pick oh. who had to step in for a quarterback that got hurt oh. and then took that team to a Super Bowl, relying on, on a really good defense. Lay it on me. He's coming into Santa Clara next week. Oh. And that guy's Tom Brady. Oh, man. Tom Brady, Brock Purdy. Oh, it's so close. I mean, if you're going to say he's tra- I mean, if, if you really want to reach, I would reach all the way for the stars and say that Brock Purdy could be Tom Brady. That's, let's not go that far. I want to get back to the callers, though, Sterling, and, uh, and get off my, my amazingly soon to be cold take. Phil and Campbell has been waiting patiently. We appreciate you, Phil and Campbell. Want to talk about the newest quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and that is Brock Purdy. He is Mr. Relevant right now. Phil, what are you feeling? Uh, after the Niners Brock, win, but loss. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback for this team. Not better than Jimmy, excuse me, but what is Brock Purdy's uh, capabilities? Reading top three options within 25 yards, getting the ball out to a playmaker. That's what Kyle Shanahan needs. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Kyle, is, is Brock Purdy better than Jimmy? No, not right now. But can he get to his top three options in the tw- in 25 yards down the field and hit him? Yes. That's what we need. Don't worry. We have plenty in Brock. He can get us to the Super Bowl. It's going to take some, you know, we're, it's going to take a little luck, but he is not Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer cannot go to his top three reads and hit a guy 25 yards within 25 yards, consistently. That's what Brock Purdy does. Appreciate you, Phil. Uh, to be fair to Trent Dilfer, I don't know if he had three options on that team. I think Shannon Sharp is probably the only one I can name. <laughs> but to his point, I, I do think he, he does kind of, uh, Phil does embody how a lot of fans feel, which is you, you just need a guy to manage the game, yeah. and that is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy ain't going to win you a game, but he will keep you in the game. And I think with this defense, that's exactly what you want. That's what many fans say about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He's not going to win you the game, not going to lose you the game, but he'll keep you in the game where a player like Debo or someone like Christian McCaffrey or the defense can then secure the victory. But, look, with Brock Purdy, I think what many fans, or at least myself, saw was that there didn't really seem to be a drop-off. And I'm not sure if that's a credit to Purdy himself staying ready. It might be. Teddy ran scout team quarterback this week, and that's what kind of kept him prepared. 
or if it's Kyle Shanahan, maybe it's everybody involved. But I do think that there might be some level, I don't know what it is, but there might be some level of sustainability with the offense where they can beat Washington, maybe the Raiders, maybe the Cardinals. Like They can beat some relatively good teams or teams that want to play spoiler down the road, but that ain't the question. Yeah. The question is, can you beat the elite teams? Because guess what? This team will still go to the playoffs, and they're going to play Dallas, the Giants have a really good defense, maybe the Eagles. Like They're going to play a really good team that's going to want to smack this team in the mouth, and with Brock Purdy there, they might be able to float, but in the playoffs, you have to swim. And that was the big knock on Jimmy. You're floating, you're floating, you're floating, now you're sinking. Gotta swim. I, I, I don't know if Brock Purdy can swim very well in the deep waters of, of the NFL playoffs. Is Brock Purdy buoyant? 888-957-9570. No, tell us how you feel. It, it, the mixed emotions, I'm sure, circling through all of 49ers fandom, the faithful, how are you feeling? 888-957-9570, also in the Xfinity mobile text line. Well, let's hear from the man himself. Let's hear from Brock Purdy, who talked after the game about the injury sustained to Jimmy, as well as you know, kind of the things that you were talking about, Sterling, being ready to play. Sadly, it's part of the game. I love Jimmy, what he's done in terms of, you know, just taking me in and, and being a brother to me and just telling me little things and his experiences so far in his career that have helped him and he shares them with me. He's not like a secretive guy or anything. Like he wants the guys in that room to be better to push him as well. So to see him go down like that, it's like, man, that sucks. Also, I have to be ready to roll for the rest of the game, you know? So my heart feels for him, man. He's a brother of mine. It's just like, you know, the situation with Trey when he went down. It sucks seeing your guys go down like that, but you got to roll and, and you got to find ways to win. And look, Brock Purdy was ready. I mean, first drive, nine plays, 54 yards, caps it off with a four yard catch to Kyle Juszczyk for a touchdown. He threw two touchdowns. Like, he. He did what he had to do to get the Niners to victory. And again, he did not come in at a part in the game in which the 49ers were, had already decided what was going to happen. They were down 7-3, to and he helped lead them to a victory today despite being QB3. He can hang. And like you said, it's not like they came up and they were winning 13 to, to nothing and they gave up 17 points because he couldn't move the ball. He was slinging it around. Again, he looked like an unafraid backup quarterback. Someone that wasn't afraid to make a mistake, wasn't afraid to bounce back, was not afraid to take a risk. How many times was there, like, the McCaffrey drop in the end zone? Yeah. That was a great throw. Not afraid to throw a pick there. Knows that if you want to get that touchdown, you got to risk it. And you almost got that biscuit just one play <laughs> later. But it's that stuff where I do think that maybe he doesn't have the physical ability, but he's so unafraid to make a mistake because he knows that if you want the reward, you have to have the risk with it. And there were plenty of risks in this game. And in this game alone, there was a lot, a lot of rewards for Brock Purdy despite only having 210 yards. Look, he's also, I, I know that people don't maybe want to make a big deal about college experience at the next level, but like, he's a seasoned quarterback. Yeah. He played four seasons under center in a pro-style system at Iowa State. Like, I, I know he wasn't supposed to be in the game today, but like you said, he can hang. And if he can hang, the 49ers can hang to the point where their defense can be good enough to help guide you to victory. Brock Purdy made San Francisco so comfortable with him being the third quarterback. Arguably, even like he was the number two behind Trey Lance. They let Nate Sudfeld go. So, yep. And they were like, you go on to Detroit. Yeah. Have fun behind Jared Goff. 
they let him go. Then Jimmy came back. There wasn't this, okay, you know, Jimmy's back. For, like, no. They said, Lance Purdy, oh, now Jimmy can come back. They were okay going into this season with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy being their number two. And I do think that some of the things we saw today was what gave them that comfortability of, hey, if our season comes down to Brock Purdy, who knows where it might go. It might be derailed. But he can keep us in some games. Let our defense take care of the rest, and we'll see where it goes. And we're at that point now. Now, with Lance Hurt and Jimmy Hurt, this season could be over. It could go on to greater heights. We'll never know until that last game hits zero on the clock. But I do understand why fans have hope, and I do see that this organization does also have hope in Brock Purdy that he can at least be something on this roster. Yeah, we are hopeful. I mean, and... Not negative. <laughs> the 49ers fans define themselves as faithful. Yeah. Like, you got to have faith at this point because Brock Purdy is an unknown. I do want to get back to the callers, though, Sterling. That guy in SF has been hanging on for a while. We appreciate you tuning in. We're taking you all the way up until 8 o'clock. That guy in SF, how are you feeling right now? You're on with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett on 95.7 The Game. I actually, hey, good evening, guys. I'm actually feeling good that I got someone to vent to. I appreciate it uh, that you guys are on double OT tonight. Oh, we're here for you, uh, man. What do you got? Hey, so just just real fast, I got emotions all over the place with this, and I give mad props to Purdy for what he did today. I mean, you know, that's a that's an NFL team that's a, that he played against with a top uh, offensive mind, but. Um, the thing is, we've seen this book before, and I feel bad, like you guys were saying earlier for Jimmy, because a lot of people are going to say, and I've already heard it around you know the, the area, that, uh, well, this is why they were trying to get rid of him, because he can't stay healthy. So I, I feel bad for Jimmy for that. And But, you know, Purdy came in, he did a really good job, and as far as what Jimmy goes, and just that, man, I got a lot to unpack. But on the play, it looked like McGlinchey had given up and he didn't protect Jimmy at the end, but that's another story. And then uh, um, as far as Purdy, we've seen Nick Mullins. We've seen people like Mason Rudolph. Even this year, we've seen uh, Cooper Rush have three or four great games, and then people start to figure them out. And unfortunately, uh, it's no knock against Purdy. He is a rookie, and uh, he's doing the best he can, but that's what happens. There's there's no film on you. You come in, you light it up for a couple games, and then you get figured out by, like what you guys are saying, the elite teams. And in the end, unfortunately, I don't think that – and the 49ers defense, man, they are unbelievable, and that's another reason why I feel terrible about this because I think this is the best 49er team with Jimmy on it Going back over a decade, even with uh, with uh, Kaepernick or uh, Alex Smith, this is the best 49er team that I can remember in over a decade. And with Jimmy going down, I got a feeling that it ends it, and it's going to end it because uh, Purdy, as a rookie, is not going to be able to go into Philly and beat Philly. He's not going to be able to compete with Mahomes. The defense can, and you get a couple breaks, and you might win a couple games. But it, unfortunately, in the end, I, I see it ending, you know, uh, maybe second round in the playoffs. And we don't ever get to see uh, what would have happened with a healthy Jimmy, a healthy defense coming back strong with the guys that came back today. And Devo and uh, uh, McCaffrey lighting it up. We won't get to see that. And I feel gypped as a uh, – and I'm not even – I'll preface this. I'm not even a, a 49er fan, but my girlfriend is. 
And I just feel gypped out of this whole season now that Jimmy's gone down. And you got to root for the kid, hope for the best, but I just don't see it ending with a title, unfortunately, this year. Appreciated that guy. And I, I think, look, there's a lot to unpack there. Great call. Uh, 888-957-957 if you want to hop in on the conversation. 925 agrees with you, that guy from SF. Very astute call. Um, first and foremost, I do feel bad for him, and I'm praying for him, because an angry girlfriend in wintertime when you're, when you're all cooped up, you never want that. You should have seen me today. I was oh. like, come on! Well, in this case, it's reversed because you got an angry boyfriend that Sterling's girl has got to deal with, and nobody she wants that. She just bought me a Jimmy Garoppolo shirt, Evan. Oh, like, well, come on. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, there's going to be a lot of Brock Purdy shirts that are being Brock bought right P. now. You got to believe in them. And, but, but I think that's, that's the second point of, of that guy's call, which is look, and, and I know hearing some of the things that he said as far as, look, eventually we're gonna, we're gonna run out of room, right? right? Like the track's gonna end somewhere with this team. No matter how good we think we are Tanks overall, gas. it depends at the end of the day on how good your quarterback is to get you over the top. Right. I also think there's a section of fans that are feeling like, well, wasn't that the same narrative with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. And so, like, now you're kind of stuck in that halfway point where, to me, the one thing that, that, and the reason why I mentioned on the first, in the first segment of this, that I felt like the Super Bowl chances were spoiled, because I do think experience matters. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're going on the road, which the 49ers at some point will probably have to do, the experience matters, and that is the one area where unequivocally you cannot say that Jimmy Garoppolo lacks. When you're a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, like Brock Purdy, like some may call game managers, and you don't have the physical traits that can set you apart like a Mahomes, like a Burrow, like we saw today. They played today. It was yeah. a great game. But we saw them sling it left and right. We saw what they can do. And when you're a quarterback that is limited physically like Garoppolo, like Purdy, the experience takes you to an- another level where you now know what's the defense going to bring to me. How can I you know, manipulate the offense, my eyes, where they're going to go? How can I... I guess in a sense, or, or a lack of better terms, how can I trick the defense? How can I use my experience, like any job, when you're more experienced, the, the more tricks of the trade you learn. And for Brock Purdy, I think, if it's late in the year and they're in this thing late, you have to ask yourselves, do I trust Brock Purdy with the game on the line to win me a game? I would assume many fans might say no. I, I also think that's no. an unfair question. Sure, but... You have to ask it now, because this team's 8-4. and four. They are going to go to the playoffs. And I hate to break it to many fans out there that maybe didn't believe in Garoppolo, but game on the line, he wasn't that bad. Like, I know he didn't win the game, wasn't always the best in the playoff games, but there were many times he had this team with the lead late in games. Now, again, the ending story may not have been what you wanted to hear or wanted it to be, but... But you got there. But he was in games. This team won two playoff games last year with a broken thumb and a bum shoulder. That doesn't happen without him. Like, Trey Lance ain't doing that. Brock Purdy ain't doing that. At least last year. Now, this year, defense to me is a lot better. Maybe this defense can make up for some of the, uh, the, the limitations Brock Purdy has. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. I do think that in some games, and against some opponents, they can. Again, Washington... But against Dallas, who I love beating, but there are a handful of teams I don't know with Brock Purdy this team can beat that I do think with Jimmy G they could be maybe inches, 
maybe a quarter close enough to winning that I said, they have a chance. With Brock Purdy, it's like, ugh, like, you're asking me to go on a limb there. I'm not ready to go on just yet. Yeah, and look, Brock Purdy, I think, may have proved some doubters wrong today. But we will see what happens when, as you mentioned earlier, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a full week to prepare for a seventh-round rookie. Like That's unfortunately the reality of the situation. I do want to finish this segment with a call as Mo Money's been hanging on uh, very patiently in San Francisco, wants to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Mo Money, you're on with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett here on Double Overtime on 95.7 The Game. What's going on? Hey, listen, guys. I had predicted from the beginning that Jimmy G is the man in San Francisco. And I know there are haters out there that are very happy that he's hurt. But I really believe with this defense and Jimmy G in his final year of, the, of his contract, he was going to get paid, and he was the key for us to go to the Super Bowl, and we would win it this year. But now I have my doubts with uh, Brock, but I'm hoping that we can pick up someone uh, you know, that's already played in the league just in case, and maybe we can go to the promised land. But the defense is there, but without Jimmy G, I don't think so it's happening. Appreciate that, Mo Money. I, I, I think that's how a lot of fans feel, too. And on the other side, we're going to get into that. How good was this defense today under D'Amico Ryans? How bad did they make Tua Tagovailoa look one of the statistically ranked best quarterbacks in the NFL this season? And is this defense good enough to clean up some of the inevitable mistakes that will be made by a rookie quarterback next week making his first start in the NFL? Those are all questions that are going to face the 49ers moving forward. Those are questions that are going to follow them the rest of this regular season and questions that will undoubtedly be brought up on their hopeful path to another deep playoff run, we shall see. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett are with you. We're going to talk about that more. We're going to listen to some more sound from Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. We're also going to get to Bob and SF. We're going to get to Dre and Lamore as we move along here on Double Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. We'll be back after this break, and we appreciate you sticking around. 888-957-9570. Let us know what you think. We're back after these messages on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Purdy underneath for the touchdown. It's McCaffrey. Second touchdown throw off of the bench for Purdy. Niners back in front. Now back to 95-7 the game. That was a two-minute drill orchestrated by none other than Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy down the stretch of the first half for the 49ers. Caps it off with a touchdown you heard called by Joe Davis on Fox. A little three-yard score to McCaffrey. Puts you up at the half, 17-10, and the 49ers did not look back from that point. They had allowed just seven points in the second half. The only seven points they've allowed in the second half in the last five weeks. The defense was dominant. The Niners defeat the Dolphins 33-17 at home. They are now 8-4 and four in the driver's seat. They continue to be in the NFC West. But, Sterling Bennett, they lose their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I think... From the 925 and the Xfinity Mobile text line. It's a great text. Mike and Sam Ramon puts it up and, and just lays it all out there. Look, if Tua looked as bad today, as we talked about before the break, then why can't Purdy take the Niners deep into the playoffs? That's the question everyone's going to ask. Well, here's the thing. Can Brock Purdy hit Sherfield for 75 yards? Can he hit that touchdown to Tyreek Well, to be Hill? fair, Tagovailoa threw it about 15 yards, and then right, Sherfield sure. took it to the but, last 60. But can he hit Tyreek Hill for 40 yards down the field? We, yeah. we, we don't know. They don't have him. You're right. It's fair. <laughs> but again, we have seen this offense be limited with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Playing this, you know, 15 yards out over the middle of the field. And now we've also seen that be very successful, but there is a limit to what that team could be. Now... Do I think that with Jimmy G, this team could have won a Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I do. Now, would it take some luck? Every team needs it, yep. right? But with Brock Purdy, who is less experienced, less seasoned, doesn't have the chemistry with the offense just yet, might get it. Might hit a stretch where he's hitting things left and right, and you're like, wow, this is a great offense. It looks fluid. But with Brock Purdy, it's a big unknown. Like, There's a difference in saying that I know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I know what this team can do. You cannot do that with Brock Purdy. Because guess what? I don't know. You don't know. The listeners don't know. And I can bet even Kyle Shanahan might not know a little bit what Brock Purdy can do. Don't tell him that. Well, I'll tell him right now. Shanahan. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. my point is is that the NFL doesn't know. But we'll find out maybe next week. Look, that's that's the question that's going to be answered over the next... You know, remaining weeks in the regular season and then probably in the playoffs. I, I, look, I still think they are on track to be where they need to be this season, which is postseason bound. Looking at these last six weeks, I felt like a three and three record gets you in. You got one of those wins today against a team you probably didn't pencil in having as a win. Right. That is huge. They are eight and four. They are in the driver's seat and people want to talk about what is next for this team without their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And we are going to go to Bob and SF has been hanging on for a while there. I see you, Joe. I see you, Dre. I see you, O-Dog. We're going to get to you. We're going to rapid fire these calls here. One hour left until eight o'clock on 95-7 the game. But Bob from SF is up next. How do you feel, Bob? It seems like it might be a little more pessimistic than what other people are feeling. 
I feel gut punched. I feel like we lost to the Rams. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, just, I feel bad for Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, really. And I feel bad for the fact that, you know, here he was, had everything in front of him and he got injured. Oh, man. My, my other thing is, um, even in the preseason, I realized early on that Brock Purdy was was exceptional for being a rookie. I just feel that's the four-year college talking. So many guys come out after one or two years, you know, and they got, you know, they rely on their talent, up, but Trailer. he has experience. So I think he can move this team. Um, and the third thing is, uh, what is Drew Brees doing? Getting struck by lightning in yeah, that commercial video. He is all charged <laughs> up, Bob. We appreciate the call. <laughs> Bob from SF dropping bows left and right. Uh, no, that, that's an interesting idea, Sterling. I, I know that people are certainly going to be throwing different names around now. Uh, Jacob Eason? Probably going to be elevated. I know he's not the name that people want to hear, uh, but honestly, I don't know who else is out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, I think, yeah. Oh, he's doing games for Amazon, right? Pre and post. Like, you want Mike Glennon? He was here for a little bit for a visit, but you want Mike Glennon? Your best chance might be Brock Purdy. Maybe as options, yes. And I do think they will probably bring in some sort of veteran that can, you know, challenge for the second or third spot, because now they got no depth at the quarterback position. The Josh Rosen redemption story. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Appreciate that, John, from the back. All right, let's go to Dre and Lamore. Appreciate you, Dre, hanging on. Wants to talk about Brock Purdy and also one of the heroes of this game whose name has been mentioned that often, and that is three-sack man himself, Mr. Nick Bosa. Dre, you're on with Evan Ginnings and Sterling Bennett here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call, fellas. Hey, I feel, you know, I really feel bad for Garoppolo. Sad to see him leave that way. But I'm really optimistic with Brock Purdy. I've been hearing Larry Kruger say, I heard him say it a few times on your radio show, that he has the best spiral and the best-looking pass at all three quarterbacks that we had this year. He has said that. He has his college experience. He didn't look shaky today. I know other NFL teams will look at the film. But would you guys agree with me that he did not look one bit scared today? Do you agree? I'm with you, Dre. Cool. I, uh, I'm i optimistic. He's going to do good. He's got the confidence, and the line didn't look all that great. It hasn't looked all that great, but he did the right thing. I mean, he put the ball where it needed to be, when it needed to be. And Bosa was just on fire today. I mean, that whole defensive line, but good Lord. Give that man his uh, defensive player of the year. Heck yeah. Uh, he, he gets <laughs> Heck yeah. Sack every game. Breach! Breach! That'd be his record. <laughs> Thank you, Dre. We appreciate you calling in uh, all the way from Lamore. Fan favorite as always here on 95.7 The Game, Dre. Look, uh, two things that I, I think are interesting. Uh, one, the Nick Bosa defensive player of the year conversation. Give it to him right now. Fourteen and a half sacks. I do believe that officially puts him ahead of Matthew Judon. Leads in one less game. Oh, you're right. One less yeah. game. He's played eleven games. He's been dominant. And look, I, I think that's also what people expect in a game where the Dolphins are missing both of their tackles. So it's it, and and there's value in that too. Right. There's value in meeting expectations, and even in a case like today, exceeding them. Like three sacks is nothing to not write home about. The other part about it too, for as far as Brock Purdy is concerned. I, look, I don't think he looks scared either. No. And it, that is something that also deserves credit. I also think, to your point before, there is a value in knowing, you know, like the entity you have, especially at a place as important as the quarterback position. But 
the 49ers don't possess the football for 40 and a half minutes this game. The Dolphins didn't have it even for 20 minutes. Without Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, they don't do it. And he was, look, he was solid on third down, a place in which you look at the Dolphins side, you're like, holy hell, they didn't convert a third down today. And Brock Purdy was good, especially, like, we're talking about throws that, that make you say, wow. I don't think there were a ton of them today, but there were throws to me, Sterling, that stood out as resilient from Brock Purdy. And we opened the segment with the, with the touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. You mentioned the drop before the break that Christian McCaffrey had, the play before the touchdown. But on that two-minute drill, there was an, another set of throws that, to me, screamed, wow, this kid might be ready for the moment. Now, I don't know about ready for a playoff game, but ready for the moment of stepping in when duty calls. Because... I'm looking at that drive. There was a play early on where Brandon Ayuk was open on the right side of the field, butt naked open. He throws it 10 feet over his yeah. head into the first row, and you're like, oh my gosh, what is Brock Purdy doing? Cost Se- us the game. It, it could potentially. Now it's going at, through my mind. At that time, could potentially cost you the game. Like, oh. it's, the game is in the balance. Yeah. Like That's a throw that you would like your quarterback to make. Next play, third and ten. Pressure in his face. They do not get the edge rusher whatsoever. He is untouched in the backfield. Two seconds. Brock Purdy lets that thing rip up the middle. George Kittle, first down, 19 yards. And I'm like, wow. To, to, to the college point, Brock Purdy's not scared. He's riding the roller coaster, man. We're on California screaming. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. And look, there may be some loop-de-loops in this, in this roller coaster, too, that might take you for a loss and a win and a tie, maybe. I don't know. But you have to admit, today was kind of fun. Like, I... Yes, Jimmy got hurt. After 11-22, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but Jimmy got hurt. It sucks. The season might be in an impasse. We don't know what's going to happen. But today was fun. Like, I had fun knowing that, like, that felt like a playoff game. And for a third-string quarterback to come in and play that way, it's gutsy. And that, to me, shows what Brock Purdy's made of as a person. That when the lights are brightest... May not be the best quarterback, but he's going to go out there and leave it all on the field. Make every throw or try to fit it in the throws that can win you a ball game. May not always go your way. Today it did. And that's the most important thing. He's going to get better. No, I, I do think for, for Brock Purdy, like, you know, this, like, that, that's a game that can calm the concerns of a fan base. And we, we've, we've heard it here through the first hour of this double overtime show and i want to get back to the callers i want to get back to the people 888-957-9570 how are you feeling after this game knowing you lost your starting quarterback but you saw the replacement quarterback play pretty well against arguably your best opponent you've faced so far this season i want to go out to odog who's been waiting around in redwood city he was at the game uh, pardon me he or she don't want to generalize here odog you were at the game today what did you see from brock purdy Hey, how's it going, fellas? I'm still actually on one one heading home from the game after getting a quick little dinner. And I'm going to tell you the truth. When when I saw Jimmy go down, I was deflated. The stadium was deflated. We're, we're in, in a state of awe. What's happening now? Our season's over. Brock Purdy comes in. Everybody's talking about, all right, who is this guy? He's been with the team. He knows the system at this point to some extent. The coach picked them to be the successor to whoever it was going to be or the third stringer, and he performed. He performed as a rookie. He made some mistakes. However, the more I saw of him, the more I liked him. The more I said, you know what, 
We don't need Peyton Manny out there. We don't need Brady. We don't need Montana out there. We just need somebody to control the game, make the right passes, and do the things that Garoppolo did is game manage. Did he do that to a certain extent? Yeah, he did. He did pretty good. He did real good. Confidence came up. The crowd started getting into it. People started talking. And guess what? We won the game. So I'm I'm behind Purdy at this point because why? We don't have another choice. But I feel okay about it. It's not the end of the world. I think we still have a good chance to go to the Super Bowl hmm. or at least to the NFC Championship game and, you know, make some noise. But am I happy? Of course I'm not. Appreciate that, O-Dog. Thank you for your comments. I, I think that it's, it's really well thought out. Obviously, it was at the game today. I can only imagine the way the stadium was feeling as he adequately put, like deflated. I mean, that's the way it felt, I'm sure, for us. You said it was a tough drive into the studio, Sterling. It was raining outside, and it covered my tears up. Oh, God. It was rough. And I think I speak for many Niner fans where it was, like O-Dog said, what's next? Because you don't know. And you're wondering there, you think you have this team that can take it to a championship. You know, when you a Super Bowl, the quest for six might be, you know, this year. And I think that's what makes the Garoppolo injury worse is because he was playing the best ball he's ever he ever has. Like you had a quarterback who, yes, has been through so much here, but he was playing his best football ever in San Francisco. People were talking about whether Jimmy Garoppolo was a top ten quarterback Dude, in the league. Dan Devone said put him in the MVP conversation. Now that's the last nine, that's, but that's Dan Devone. But again, <laughs> that people were starting to believe that there was something special so here. Yeah. And maybe Dan more than others, but people believed there was something special and that this was building towards the culmination of all of Garoppolo's journey to where it culminates in a championship, where he's hoisting the Lombardi and it's like, hey, you want Lance or you want Jimmy Garoppolo back next year? And that conversation kind of began maybe unformally today with a Rap Heath report of like, hey, like they haven't had talks yet, but there's a mutual interest of, he might want to come back here, and they, they may want him to stay. And right when that happened, there were people of like, you know, watch this kind of weird report coming out on Sunday, and then Boomy gets hurt, and you're like, out of all days, <laughs> like this is a day where it's like he might come back, and then he breaks his foot, and you're just heartbroken because I think many fans see it as a, a player level of like, wow, Jimmy's season's over with. We may never see him on the Niners ever again, ever. And that hurts, but also the season might be derailed. That also hurts. And you're looking at this kid and you're like, hey, who is Brock Purdy? And sometimes when you're in distress, you just want someone to tell you you're okay. It's going to be fine. And I think Brock Purdy was that person of like, hey, you're okay. Breathe. It's going to be okay. going to be fine. They won the game. They're okay right now. They're 8-4. They are still tops in the NFC West. Still the number three seed. Like right now, San Francisco is... You know, head and shoulders above many other NFC teams. Like they are still somehow, some way, still in that conversation of a top dog in the NFC. The difference is that question mark that was already there at quarterback just got a lot bigger. Yeah, and and I do think. Look, some of that to me sounds maybe a bit romanticized about Jimmy Garoppolo, but I do think what is valid is the fact that. Before this week, and especially after this week, if Jimmy Garoppolo in a hypothetical world stays healthy, the right. same result happens. If you go around the NFC, and right, and we've done this over the last you know month or so, yeah. we're like, who's the best team in the NFC, or who's the biggest threat to the night? Who who do you not want to play? Right? right. Well, it could be Philly, but 
maybe it's Dallas, maybe it's Minnesota, maybe it's now Washington starting to creep up. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Who, who could be the tough matchup? If you went to every one of those other cities and said, who is the team you don't want to play in the playoffs, the answer is the San Francisco 49ers. That is no longer the answer right. because of the quarterback position now being in question. And the inverse for San Francisco is, we can beat anybody. Yeah. You know, we feel like we can go into Philadelphia and Dallas and Minnesota and we can knock Kirk Cousins off his rocker, right? Now it's like, our list has become four or five teams now where it's like, we don't know if we can go in there and beat them because we don't know what we have at quarterback. Where, when we had with Jimmy, it was, we know what we have with him, and you can win some games. Now, maybe not the game, but you can win a handful of games on the road in the playoffs. And now with Brock Purdy, it's like, you won today and that might be all you get. Yeah. We don't know. And the other part of what you said too, which, which just had my mind racing of like, you know, someone being there to kind of tell him everything's right. okay, everything's, well, he does have people. He has two. Oh. One of them is Kyle Shanahan, the guy calling plays for him. Okay. Who did a fantastic job today. A caller brought it up earlier. The two challenges that he yeah. got overturned Big were push. huge, especially that last catch by Gesicki that Dre Greenlaw also made a fantastic play on to dislodge that football on a fourth down, which may or may not have put a pin in the game. The other guy who we saw the entire first half <laughs> was number 23. <laughs> And that's Christian McCaffrey. That's the other guy saying, not not literally saying Brock Purdy is going to be okay, but saying by, hey, get me the ball. 17 touches in the first half, a lot on the ground, a lot of physical up-the-gut runs from Christian McCaffrey, especially on a week coming off of this knee irritation. Oh, what, what, how, 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 healthy, how healthy I was, too. Yeah. That, that's, that's, to me, in a lot of ways, your season almost, you know, sometimes in different ways more than the quarterback because right. of how impactful he is and how impactful he was in the first half. That's why I think Brock Purdy, in a lot of ways, was able to be as calm and collected as he was. A lot of it goes to him. He gets a lot of credit. A lot of credit also goes to how easy Christian McCaffrey made the game for him to seamlessly fit into. And then in the second half... You saw Purdy start to dial it out a little bit more. Me and Dan Devone talked last week where it was Jimmy Garoppolo has the ability to kind of empower people around him. The offense feels better with him in the huddle uh, on the field. We talked about in Green Bay in the playoffs last year. Told Debo, you're going to get the ball? Get in the first down? We're winning the game. And it felt like that Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel were like, hey, Brock Purdy, you're getting the ball? Give it to us. We'll handle business, yeah, and we'll help you get through this. And it felt like that once that happened, he got comfortable in that second half. He felt like, or his pocket presence increased. He scrambled a ton. There were plenty of times there was a free edge rusher. He escaped the pocket. He found can move. Like, I, I, I was shocked by that. I didn't like, know he had that. He's Brocky P, man. He's Brocky <laughs> P. Like he does have. I don't want to call it a nit factor, but he's he looks unfazed. When the defense is throwing blitz after blitz at him. And I think that right there is what you want because that has defined this Niners organization, this team, the past few seasons of no matter what the defense throws at you, you're going to still be in the game. You're going to fight through it and come out on top. And I think Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy has that in him as well. And again, when you win a game like this, enough can't be said for what it does for a young quarterback of, hey, Brock Purdy just beat the number two seed in the AFC East that was tied with the Bills coming into today. That like, beat the Bills. Right. Like, this is a good team that I think had the number two offense in football since week five. Like, this was a really good team coming into today. It scored 30 points in four straight games. And he beat them. 
and played really well. Like enough can't be said, and I do wonder that, like he, Tom Brady has been playing football longer than Brock Purdy's been alive. Yeah, <laughs> like I do wonder that maybe a game like this kind of does empower him more. Of like I knew I belonged, but now I truly can be a quarterback that starts in the National Football League. Yeah, and and we want to know what you thought of, of Brock Purdy's performance. Look today statistically. Real, I mean, I'll go as far as to say really good for a guy's essentially first start being thrown into the fire in a game that maybe you didn't need to have, but establish now yourself as, as well, what was before the quarterback injury, a legitimate contender. Uh, 25 at 37, 210 yards, two touchdowns and an interception for Purdy for the 49ers who went 33 to 17. Uh, I want to go to Nick in Berkeley, who I think is going to go to the other point of this and, and really the reason why people believe in the 49ers still. And that is the other side of the football that Brock Purdy doesn't play on. Nick and Berkeley are up next on 95 seven, the game with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. What's up? What's up, you guys? Hey, man, look, I really don't care who we're playing, where we're playing. The fans, we're going to take over every stadium, every little venue along the way to win the whole thing. Man, it's our year. I don't care what nobody says. And check this out. Brock Purdy came in and played with stones, man. Like, he knew the playbook. It wasn't no McMullins panicking, looking for receivers that, that calling the wrong plays, all this and that. He was on point. He had timing. You know what I mean? He was firing the ball in there. There was no hesitation, no self-doubt. I mean, you know, he was scampering for his. The line got to pick it up a little bit. I mean, our secondary was, was, we, we blew a lot of coverages today. I was mystified as to why we were blowing so coverages. I mean, two of the receivers dropped a lot of, you know, a lot of passes today, man, and it helped us out. But I'm just like this, man. I'm like, everybody had to know Jimmy was going down. He's gone down every year. He's been with it. So, like, how's that a surprise? Why the gloom and doom? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, Shanahan, Shanahan called a great game. He, you know, he, put, he had to put on his, his coaching cap finally and not worry about little stuff, and he just really started flowing with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, Greenlaw and the rest of the defense, we're playing like a team possessed, man. And, and Debo is like, is Debo turned it on in the fourth quarter for us. It was steady, it's a steady diet of McCaffrey and Debo, and we'll sprinkle in a little, a little uh, juice check and, 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 and a couple tight ends here and there. And we got y'all, man. We got y'all. I'm not even concerned, bro. Appreciate it, Nick. Bang, bang, Niner gang. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from Nick and Berkeley, especially on the defensive side of the football. Feels like he can go in anywhere and beat a team like Miami. And, and look, I do not, I, I know he mentioned a couple of the broken plays. Obviously, the Sherfield to start the game is a huge one. Tyreek Hill's 45 yard touchdown catch in the beginning of the fourth quarter was big. Both kind of broken plays. I think some miscommunication on the back end. We can nitpick that. But you know, the Miami Dolphins, as you just talked about how good their offense has been to 17 points. That. That is something that translates. Yeah, that is something takeaways. that permeates around the rest of the league and yeah. says, like, I know they got housed by Kansas City at home. But now you're thinking maybe that was just a bad day. Right. And I think maybe you brought it up earlier where it was like this game overall didn't mean much. You know, if you lose, you lose. It's not the end of the world. You have the Bucks. You have Seattle win those two games. You're basically confirming yourself a playoff you know, visit. But yeah. Jimmy goes down and... For this team to, not blank, but to kind of, this was a game to send a message. That, yeah, Casey beat us, but guess what? We can still dominate the second best offense in football. Mm -hmm. That, 
yeah, you know, Casey put a 40 burger on us, whatever. Okay, and we moved on. Like, this defense is a lot different than what it was in that game. They're healthier, more confident in themselves. And you have guys like Jimmy Ward finally embracing that nickel position. He has two picks in the last three weeks. This team is getting takeaways. That wasn't happening earlier in the year. So I do understand where fans come come at where they're saying, this defense can carry even a Brock Purdy to something, whether it's an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl, might be a little too far in my mind, but I do understand the confidence from fans saying that this defense can carry this offense. Yeah, and and also, I mean, for maybe those of you you know wondering about the quarterback position, uh, Adam Schefter said you know they did sign Josh Johnson okay. off the Broncos practice go. squad. Josh Johnson, oh, look, he's he's only been on fourteen teams in thirteen years, and been here plenty of times. Uh, thir- third stint with the Forty ers <laughs> according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. There you go. So yes, you're bringing in a veteran to be your quote unquote backup. Like, right. but okay, and and this is the question I think a lot of fans are are wrestling with, right? Okay, so. If Jimmy Garoppolo can get you to the edge of the mountaintop, right? Like you're you're looking over the top. You're you're seeing the promised land, mm-hmm. but he, to this point, he hasn't got you over the top of the hill. Well, if if your defense is good enough and and your running game is good enough, Christian McCaffrey was awesome today. Also, do you want to mention Jordan Mason running really yeah, yeah. hard today as yeah. the second secondary back, fifty-one yards, eight carries, good stuff today. Putting behind some of those concerns of Mitchell being out for an elongated period of time behind you, uh, Debo Samuel was an absolute dog in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Well, then if if, if we're talking about Brock Purdy maybe being willing to win a playoff game, or you know compete in a playoff game if he can perform like this, then then how big is that gap really between Garoppolo and Purdy? That's the question I think a lot of people are trying to to navigate through. I think it's bigger, and I think you do too, than some people are making it out to be. To me, with Jimmy Garoppolo and all of his shortcomings, they still had a chance to win the Super Bowl. To me, those chances leave with Brock Purdy. That doesn't mean you can't still go far in the playoffs. Do some damage, but eventually you're going to run into a, a team that doesn't have their third string quarterback. Like yeah. that's the reality of the situation. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, we're going to continue to talk about this as well, Sterling. I mean, just quick, quickly, you know, your, your thoughts on where where you see that cap. I mean, I guess the the ceiling that everyone's kind of worried about. Well, it depends on who they play. Obviously, in the first whatever round or whatever seeding they finished at. They could finish with the division you know, title. They can finish in the wild card. I don't know where that level is, but I, I do think this team right now, despite how good the defense has been, I hope will continue to be their riding high, right? I don't know that this team currently can go into somebody else's house and smack them in the mouth, especially if it's Dallas or Minnesota. Despite us doing it plenty of times, Kirk Cousins in the past, it wasn't with Brock Purdy. It it wasn't with our third-string quarterback, like you said. It was with Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been there before. And personally, look, I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's a 10-win season. That's that's a good season to me. Maybe did, may, did it last year. Maybe 11 yeah. wins, maybe. I do think you can still win the division, but I just don't know that this team can go elsewhere and win. And I think that's the cap. Once you have to play Dallas or Philadelphia, whoever it might be, Minnesota, I think that might be the cap for this team. Have you, a listener out there, re-sort of adjusted your sights? Is it 
win the division now? Because a lot of people were putting that, you know, on the back burner. That's a given. That's going to happen. Is it win the division? Is it still, we got to get to the conference championship? How have your expectations adjusted to now Brock Purdy and what you saw today from the 49ers offense that put up with some help from the defense, of course, 33 points on the Miami Dolphins, one running away in the fourth quarter. They give Miami their fourth loss of the year, their first loss in the last six weeks. Meanwhile, the Niners are in the driver's seat in the NFC West. How are you feeling after a game in which all of that happens and yet you lose Jimmy Garoppolo for the season? 888-957-9570. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett back after these messages. Hang on the other side. We'd love to hear from you. We're going on double overtime. One segment left. Get your calls in now on 95.7 The Game. Down nine with two to go. Tonga by Law. Hit as he throws. Ball is out. Ball is live. And it is a touchdown for Dre Greenlaw. Now back to 95-7 The Game. That was Dre Greenlaw called by Joe Davis on Fox. The scoop and score that put the game out of hand. 33-17 for the San Francisco 49ers. Their fifth straight win of the season. They beat the Dolphins at home. They're in the driver's seat in the NFC West. And this is double overtime with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. Before we get back to the call, Sterling, I I know that... Look, there are a lot of people that want to talk about how hopeful they are for Brock Purdy, especially after what he did today, considering the circumstances, considering the situation. I want to give him all the credit in the world. He deserves it. It's his first unofficial win. It's going to go to Jimmy <laughs> right. Garoppolo as the starter, but first unofficial win in the NFL. But now the question will become, how sustainable is that? Especially when you're looking at next week and a pretty formidable team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked in the break, actually the last few breaks, about this, but it's kind of like in baseball, right? When you have a player come up, has a great April, a great May, maybe even a great June, but the league catches up to them, and all of a sudden they're swinging and everything. They're now 0 for the last 45. They're striking out 20% of the time or whatever it might be. Like That's my fear, is that today you got the win. You're 8-4, and four, sitting pretty, maybe even sitting pretty. But okay, yeah, I'm sorry, but but I do wonder that give it a week, maybe a month, does the NFL catch up to Brock Purdy? Do they see the limitations he has as a quarterback? Do they see what he can and can't do? Do they see that this offense is now reliant on you know even more so intermediate throwing, screen passes, running the ball? Like you think that opposing offenses stack the box against Jimmy Garoppolo? Wait till they see Brock Purdy, who, again, happy for him. Great job today. You get kudos, here's your flowers. But flowers last for a week, then they die. Gotta get him again. Can you do that week in, week out? And I just don't know if that's possible with Brock Purdy at the helm. Are you an avocado? Or are you something? No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, no. But the, the, po- the point, the point <laughs> stands though. Look, we're talking about this guy, Yasil Puig, in 2013. I know Giants fans don't want to hear about him, but that guy hit 4:30 in the month of June, his first year in the bigs. You're making me angry right now. And by the age 30, he was out of the league. Yeah. So you know there are kind of these hot starts in which you catch a team maybe unexpectedly. And I don't think that Brock Purdy necessarily caught the Dolphins unexpected. Maybe they didn't expect to see a third-string quarterback in the game, (laughs) or now second-string behind Jimmy Garoppolo. But I I, I don't think that they... Look, they tried to get after him, especially in that first half. They tried to make him uncomfortable. And with the help of Christian McCaffrey specifically, and with the help of that defense holding the Miami Dolphins to no third-down conversions today... 
Brock Purdy looked pretty good. He looked like a guy that can help you win games. The question now becomes how many games and how far will that take you? Let's get it back out to the phone lines. 888-957-9570. you got 25 minutes left here to get your calls in. Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. We're going to go to the consultant who's been hanging around for a while out in Walnut Creek. The consultant was at the game tonight. How are you feeling after leaving Levi's Stadium right now, consultant? Hey, guys. Hey, look, I want to start with... Uh... I feel really bad for Jimmy, man. I mean, you feel really bad when bad things happen to good people, and from all accounts, Jimmy's just like a stand-up good human being. I mean, I know it's crying for him from terms of he's got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank and, you know, good guy, but Not a bad I just feel, I feel really bad for him, man. It, his entire NFL career, you know, uh, may have flashed before his eyes today. But that said, I called him last week, and I said Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. And I think he's a he he's a product of the system. He can take care of the football, and he can make intermediate first read throws, but he can't make second or third read throws on the second and third level. And today, when Jimmy G got out, I've seen almost every single Jimmy G game live that he's played at home. When he got injured, I felt horrible for him, and I looked to the right. I didn't know he was out for the season. I thought he was out for the game. Looked at the guy on my right, and I said, I think we've got a better chance of winning now. Because I remember when Brock Purdy was playing in the preseason, and now who knows, it's just preseason, he was making second and third reads and he was slinging it. I have no idea if Brock Purdy's any good. You guys have said it. When he gets, when the defense has got a read on him, let's see how he does in game two and game three of his NFL career. But remember, I think we got to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game because basically Shanahan schemed up a system where I think we threw the ball like 40 times total in four games leading up to the 2019 and 2021 run. We don't need Aaron Rodgers to get to the Super Bowl. We just need someone that is basically can take care of the ball and not turn it over. And if he can make second and third reads better than Jimmy, we might actually have a better chance of winning it now. So we'll be hopeful. We'll see what happens in, in game two and game three. But if he comes out of the next two games with wins, I think we might have something that might not be as bad as it looks. I mean, again, feel horrible for Jimmy, but if Brock can make second and third reads and take care of the football and kind of beat the scheme, if you will, I think we might be okay. Appreciate that, consultant. Uh, a couple things to parse there. Number one, I do think if, if you are on his side, the consultant that is of feeling good about Brock Purdy, the fact that he threw it 37 times in his first game should point to Kyle Shanahan having confidence to, to maybe hand the keys over more so than you know running it 40 times over four games. But I'll, I'll let you push back on the Jimmy G stuff. Here's the thing, is that I don't even disagree that there might be something to Brock Purdy. That maybe he is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Maybe he just needs a chance, and this is his opportunity to take the the reins and ride with it. Maybe it is. And I, for all, (laughs) like, I I hope that's the case because that makes us better as an organization, as a team. 49ers. Right. And, but we've seen this before, though, where Nick Mullins comes in, and I'm not comparing the two, but it's a backup quarterback for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy gets hurt, Nick Mullins comes in. You know, he's throwing the ball a lot deeper while Shanahan has a lot of confidence in this guy. He might trust him more. And then two weeks go by and you lost two games in a row. Like, I I watched all of 2020, and as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo went down and that Jets game happened and the Giants game happened, fans are saying, is Nick Mullins better than Jimmy Garoppolo? And then five more weeks go by and you're like, Jimmy, please come back. And I'm not saying that's going to happen this year because Jimmy literally cannot come back. Trey can't come back. Brock Purdy is our only hope to win this year at quarterback but I don't want fans to think that well you know one game is what's to come you saw what happened today 
You can live in this moment. Be happy. We won. I am elated for Brock Purdy. I am on the Brocky P train. We're going there. We're full steam ahead because we have to be. But if you had to tell me you want a healthy Jimmy G or a healthy Brock Purdy, I'm still picking Garoppolo. Now, again, maybe Brock Purdy is special. Now's the time to find out. And we're going to because there is no choice. Like you mentioned, you have to hop on the Brocky, the Brocky P, Brock Purdy. I can't believe I just said Brocky, that. Brocky P, P, man. Can't, can't believe I just said that. <laughs> hop on the Brocky P train. There you go. Uh, but, but to your point about having seen this before, yes, there have been maybe only one lost season, so to speak, in 2020. But this is now the third season that has been ended prematurely for Jimmy Garoppolo because of injury. And neither of those two previous seasons turned in anything special for the 49ers. The only reason that people are giving this team the chance is because of, number one, first and foremost, what they did today to one of the best teams in football, especially offensively speaking, and what their defense still is. Mm -hmm. And maybe something that's going to get swept under the rug because of the injury at the quarterback position was also the return of Eric Armstead, who was very, very good today. He's going to go unnoticed because Nick Bosa had the three sacks. Fred Warner was everywhere. Drake Greenlaw was everywhere. The secondary thought was pretty good. Lenore was great today. Lenore was great. Uh, I know that there was, you know, maybe some breakdowns on the back end that to me, was hurting me. to me screamed more miscommunication. But that's also what you get with a center fielder, right? He's right. going to make some plays. He's going to swing and miss. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting is, is if you are looking for hope, as a 49er fan, when it comes to, you know, a backup quarterback being able to save the season, you can't look at the 2017 Eagles. Look, I mean, and you could argue that they sustained a far bigger loss than what the Niners just did. MVP Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz was on route to win the MVP that year. That team finished 13 and three, largely because Nick Foles stepped in and seamlessly helped that team Good point. to a 13 and three finish, and then of course won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. So that is different because Nick Nick Foles is a veteran quarterback. He'd already had. <laughs> a Pro Bowl season to that point in his career, Brock Purdy is neither of those things. But if you're looking for, I guess, a, a bright light right now for those who are saying the season's over, it's whatever. I don't think that's a lot of people. But if you're looking for you know, a, a shining light, that would be the one. Yeah, and, and look, Nick Foles wasn't asked to do much for that team. It was no, They had a really good team around him. Right, and it was, let the defense win your games, just stay in it for us. And that's all Brock Purdy's going to be asked to do. Keep us in the game. You don't have to win it. I I don't need four or five touchdowns. Even Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't asked to do that, which is why when they played the Cardinals in Mexico City, it was like, wow, he has four touchdowns. <laughs> like this is awesome. But for Brock Purdy, the simplest way to victory is just keep us in the game. Let Debo, McCaffrey, Ayuk, let them do the dirty work. Just play point guard. Now, that sounds eerily similar to Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And that that talent, I don't think, is equal to Jimmy. But I do think that they can still win games. Like, this season's not over with. It isn't, you know, tank for Wembayama like the text line's telling us to do so. You can't do that. But but season's not over with. The division is still in sight. You have, in two weeks, Seattle in Seattle. You win that game, you likely win the NFC West. It's a big game to get, like, Christmas Day is coming for San Francisco. They just got to win two more games, in my opinion. They can still make the playoffs. Yeah. No, the goal for this season is still very much in reach. I mean, with a win today, you could argue they only need to go two and three in the last five games. And that's why I think people are optimistic. But uh, I want to get back to the phone calls. 888-957-957. You got a, about 
15, 20 minutes left, left here on double overtime with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. Let's go out to Arizona and talk to Lori, uh, obviously a favorite of the station here on 95.7 a game. Lori, how are you feeling after the loss of Jimmy Garoppolo, but also a big win over a good Dolphins team? Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, I, it's not, it's, I mean, I've always been a big Jimmy fan. Um, I was fine with them taking Trey. Uh, you know, I'm a supporter of the 49ers. I've been a fan since I was 11 years old. So, um, it doesn't matter what the name is on the back. I'm going to support the team. But that being said, having veteran leadership when it comes to playoff time, it just can't be understated. And you're asking a guy who's never played a game in the NFL before today. I mean, they had some garbage time in Kansas City to now lead a team to, you know, the promised land. Now, granted, he's not going to lead them. Um, and the fact that we have, we've got some stuff going for us, obviously the defense, obviously McCaffrey and Debo, and they both can throw the ball too. We're forgetting about that. So, you know, if worst comes to worst, you can, you could always dial something up with that. But I think what's going to be important at this point is Kyle's really going to have to pull out all the stops in his coaching. Um, he can't get too conservative. You know, he's got to figure out a way to get Purdy what he needs to do without, you know, holding him back too much, but also not letting him do too much either. So, I think they've got the weapons, obviously now health, because, you know, one more guy goes down. I mean, every week it seems like somebody's going down, and they, they have played through adversity. I mean, how many injuries has this team seen? So, to me, if anyone can do it, it is still this team. I still believe in this team. I just think you're asking an awful lot from a, a guy like Brock Purdy. So, at this point, I think we need to take one week at a time. I still think we'll go to the playoffs. But, you know, it's really hard to know what's going to happen and how quickly this fan base will turn on if he throws a couple interceptions because I think that's really all it's going to take. Um, but I'm still pretty optimistic, and I think we have a great team and a great coaching staff, and we you still got a chance. So I'm not feeling, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw in the towel, that's for sure. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate that. Stuck in the middle, you know, optimistic, hopeful, um, not ready to, to, to bow out yet. Obviously, I think that's where a lot of fans are. Uh, Sterling, I do want to rapid fire a couple of these calls that we got a lot of people that want to talk 49er football right now. Uh, I thought I saw Matt from SF hanging along, uh, with us throughout this two hour double overtime period. Matt in SF is up next on 95.7 the game. What's up, man? You're on with Evan Giddings and Sterling Bennett. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, I just want to piggyback on the persona and lore. You know, this guy, Brock Purdy, you know, beginning of the year when they handed keys over to Trey Lance and watching Trey Lance last year and this year, I kind of have my doubt in him. The reason why is because he didn't have enough experience. But with Brock Purdy, you can tell he was poised. Like, he could, he didn't hold on to the ball. He, he, You know, the play was called, and he, he, made, he made throws. So if he can do that and be sharp and make the throws and get it to or Weapons that we have showed us today that they gave to his first loss of the year. You know what I mean? So the defense, is, when they get killed all back, the defense is stout. So we got to take one game at a time. And then this is the first time I ever gave um, Kyle Shanahan props. He died with so many passes plays for Purdy. I'm probably talking about, what, 37 passes for, for a quarterback that came in, a rookie quarterback? I mean, everything's on, on Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy, too. It just, you know, the guy can see him and he didn't defense. So, you just got to stay optimistic. And the last thing I want to say is that with Jimmy Garoppolo, right, now there's a chance that he could come back as an honor with a, with a good deal because nobody's going to offer him a contract. Appreciate that, Matt. we got a lot of people to get to. 
point taken. That's a point of conversation that will certainly be discussed throughout this week and really until next season with Jimmy Garoppolo and his future in San Francisco. Uh, Antonio in Oakland wants to talk about the 49ers, expects more victories with Brock Purdy at the helm. What's up, Antonio? You're on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, man. I mean, I believe in Brock Purdy, you know. I mean, you never know. Like, teams can probably get some film on him. A la Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, teams are catching up to him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I believe in him. He's still some great show. A little bit of arm talent. Not bad for a number three quarterback. But, um, like I said, man, our defense, you know, running game, we have to be lethal and carry us. So, and I believe in that. And I think, I still think we're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't care what nobody thinks. And I, I see it happening. And, you know, we face the GOAT quarterback next week. And Brock, you got to play like Steve Young next week, man, to beat that GOAT. And that's what we're going to do, y'all. So go 49ers. It's all good, man. We 8 and 4. That is a fact. Whether you believe Brock Purdy will need to play like Steve Young or not, they are 8 and 4. That made me even more upset. (laughs) (laughs) Because that means, and I wasn't even thinking about it, but for this third year in a row, Mm -hmm. we don't get to see Jimmy Garoppolo against Tom Brady. We do not. Like, that's. that was kind of the the one thing I was looking at when it was the Bucks and Niners. Like, wow, we might get Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady again. Never face each other at all. When Garoppolo went back to New England, Tom wasn't there. Uh, playoffs, it's never happened. The Rams got in the way last year. It's like, man, like Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins, that had been great to win. They obviously won today. But then Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, like, it's a small matchup in regards to like what it actually matters and to you know the whole big picture. But it's just like, man, like. I wanted to see that. Yeah, it's a storyline we, we we're going to miss out on, especially with Tom Brady's name being floated around San Francisco. If we're talking no. about future quarterbacks, who knows? Uh, Robin and SF is up next. We got about five, maybe six minutes left here in double overtime on ninety-five-seven. The game. Uh, Want to get Robin on here from San Francisco? What are your thoughts, Robin? How are you feeling right now? Um, you know how I feel. It's kind of pissed, and and I feel pissed because. And I don't take this the wrong way, but I, I just can't stand our fan base. I really can't. Uh, first of all, I, I don't like being prisoner of the moment. I'm not prisoner of the moment. I don't deal in the unknown because I don't know. So I'm with Lori. I'm going to take this week to week. But this is what I would like. To, and I, I would, I, I, I trust Jimmy, uh, to beat Tom before I would Purdy. And, and the disrespect that this fan base still shows against Garoppolo, uh, comparing him to Purdy and saying all he has to do is beat Jimmy or do what he can. You know, it's just, it's just amazing to me. What I really, really hate, guys, and I know I have to hear up to say, is that I really feel that Jimmy was evolving. Because if you look at Jimmy, he's not a 10-year vet as far as a starting quarterback. He was built like five years, but three years, he's only been playing, and I thought he was going to make it and have a final season, and so uh, a full season. And so when you got people like the counselor, uh, I just want to say to you, if you're out there listening, your, um, your, your, um, your feelings you expressed about him being hurt was just about as sincere as a thief in the night, okay? Jimmy Chan, he was reading through his progressions. Those last three, four games, he was getting better. I just hate to see people, uh, something happen to them when they're finally evolving. Thank, thanks, Robin. Sorry, sorry, we had to cut that short here. I want to get Javier from Vallejo in. We got a couple minutes left, Javier. If you got a thought uh, on the 49ers and what you saw today, along with what could be for the future, you got about a minute here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Javier? My question really is, is there any quarterbacks that are out there that we could bring in, like a Phillip Rivers or Cam Newton or anything like that? 
Oh, well, no, that, that is a good question. Uh, the 49ers kind of answered that earlier, yeah. but not really. They signed a 13-year vet Josh Johnson uh, off the Denver Broncos practice squad. So you do have technically a veteran quarterback. But, you know, Sterling, I do want to end this. Uh, we got a couple minutes left here on double overtime. I do want to end this with, you know, your thoughts about why you should feel optimistic moving forward, even though you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, whether you believe he's, you know, you know, a guy that can get you to the Super Bowl or he's dog water. Like, there is reason to be optimistic about this. Well, you still have Fred Warner. You, you still have Nick Bosa. You still have the number one defense in football that can make some noise, that can, even if your offense can't score, they can stop the opposition from scoring, which can keep you in a game, which can actually win you a game. This defense is getting takeaways against a good, de- a good offense like Miami. And look, Despite Jimmy being hurt, which is awful, right? Yeah. May derail the season. We don't know. And with Brock Purdy coming in there, the beautiful thing about this is is that you still have Debo Samuel, an All-Pro, Christian McCaffrey, another All-Pro, Brandon Ayuk having the best year of his career, George Kittle still there. You have Kyle Shanahan still calling plays. So while the point guard might be out, and maybe the backup point guard's in, and the offense doesn't run the same, you still have an amazing defense a great play caller, and all the ancillary pieces around that point guard that can still hit threes and get you touchdowns, and whatever you need to succeed, it's still there. And I get, it's a big question mark, but I do think that they're going to have Brock Purdy do less than Jimmy G had to do. They're going to tell him, hey, we have the pieces around you, rely on them. You don't have to play hero ball, we just need you to get it out quick, let them do the dirty work. And I do think that Again, how far that takes you, I don't know. But that can still allow you and open up doors to win games. And maybe, maybe, maybe get an upset somewhere down the road. Yeah, no, to me, the optimism is with the defense. Like, yeah. and I, I mentioned this before, the sh- you know, during the show. It's like, now we get to see if this is truly a historically all time defense that the 49ers have. People have put them in that conversation, they put themselves in that conversation yeah. the first six weeks of the season. Now we get to see, because the big part of that is if you have historic all-time defense that typically ends with some sort, maybe not a Super Bowl, but a deep run in the playoffs. And that's going to be the test for this defense. It's going to be the test for D'Amico Ryan. It's going to be the test for Kyle Shanahan. And especially will be a test upcoming for Brock Purdy. That is all the time we have for today. Double overtime. Appreciate you tuning in here on 95.7 The Game. We'll send you back to Fox Sports Programming. But this has been a, you know, a, an up and down show, obviously, with what happened today on the field as well as what happened off it. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the year with a foot injury. Brock Purdy in. The Niners continue to roll 33-17 against the Miami Dolphins. My name is Evan Giddings. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett, uh, John, our producer, along with everyone in the back cutting sound today. We appreciate your hard work, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Double Overtime on 95.7 The Game. I want winners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 